today on Codepin Radio. Hey everybody, time for another Code Pen Radio. When you pressed this in your audio player, it said, What is Code Pen? I'm glad you clicked it, even though you probably know what Code Pen is. This is going to be weird, though. This is going to be kind of a meta episode where we're not really explaining to you what Code Pen is. We're going to have a little planning session on how we might explain it to other people. So this might be helpful to you, even if you don't know what Code Pen is, but realize that this is kind kind of a a weird meta episode that we're doing on purpose. It was Steven's idea. Steven's with me. What's up, Steven? Hello, hello. Hey. So our goal is to, here's what we're going to do. We're going to explain YouTube. (laughs) We're going to explain YouTube. (laughs) We're going to explain CodePen on YouTube in the kind of YouTube sweet spot of like five minutes. Maybe 10. I heard that's even 10 is like a YouTube sweet spot, I thought, but definitely not like 30 or an hour. That's kind of the goal. And we're going to talk about how we might attempt to do that and plan for that and then maybe ultimately shoot that video. So look forward to that because I think there's value in a video. Like, wouldn't you say of a you better have one canonical like watch this to understand my product video. Right. There, there's so many people who just land on CodePen for the first time and really don't understand what's going on. And, you know, we we have different approaches to that, like with our with our logged out homepage, like it's it's pretty much just a marketing pitch of like what what can you do with CodePen? Like, why would you sign up and what can you experience on CodePen? Um, and that and exactly that's right. We already do explain CodePen. We're doing it all the time. Our literal job is to explain CodePen. It might be the logged out hope page, but it might be copy in the web page. It might be docs. It might be a little micro copy next to buttons. It might be this podcast. It might be literally everything we do has some element of explaining what CodePen is. So we're constantly doing it, but this is that just a very specific thing, like a the, the, the YouTube video thing. There's a lot of people that like to just watch those. I certainly do. It's also not the first time we've done it. It's not like we have no videos about it, but they tend to age out, you know? Yeah. One of our very first ones was like a cartoon, like, imagine you could code in the browser, you know? It was very cheesy, but it was kind of like in vogue for the time. Like, that's probably out there somewhere, but not not something I would send people to, like, real serious business style now. You know, but Stephen, you mentioned our logged out comb page. One of the quickest ways to explain it is when you literally have like three seconds, you better be able to explain it in some way, you know, like, and that's what we do on like so many apps do. There's big, big font. And this is what it says. Big font above the fold, log out homepage, the best place to build, test and discover front end code. Yeah. And that's debatable. I mean, is it good? I I don't hate it, but it's. <laughs> That So we have that. It goes on to have another paragraph that says CodePen is a social development environment for front-end designers and developers. Build and deploy a website, show off your work, build test cases to learn and debug and find inspiration. That I'd like better. Yeah. Uh, but it does require a little, you know, you got to be in the know a little bit, I suppose. Social development environment is three words that does... That's kind of my favorite thing. That does a pretty good job. But it's, you know, it's not enough. You know, we need a little longer to to explain stuff. That would be the like the, the very fastest way to explain it. There are other categories of explaining your app. There's the 
What'd you, what'd you call that one? The one floor elevator? <laughs> right. That, that's kind of, if you, if you're stuck on an elevator and only have one floor, um, you know, shorter than an elevator, a, a true, like, you know, yeah. 30 second elevator pitch. Yeah. A good, good New York city sky rise elevator <laughs> pitch is probably more like 15, 30 seconds, let's say. So you have a little longer to do your thing, man. I am terrible at that one. The tagline stuff I think is okay. I could do a, a, a pitch deck where I had an hour to talk about code, man. Sure. I'll do that. Make slides. I love that stuff. Give me, give me as much time as I want to, to talk about code pen and I'll take it. Yeah. But that's a very different format. You know, the, the, the middle one, that 32nd one. Ooh, I'm terrible at that one. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the like full on deck, like explanation of, of everything. Like you can cover so much and, and get the audience really familiar with it, but you really have to have that captive audience. You can't just like record that and, you know, plop it on YouTube and expect users to sit or viewers to sit through that. Like, right. you know, they're, they're not going to want that unless they have some investment already. Yeah. Right. You're probably better off splitting that thing up into more like something that a user wants to do, explain that quickly and call it, <laughs> you know, but yeah, sometimes I do the, you know, if you have to explain it to your, you know, your overly chatty FedEx man or something or the, you know, and here in Bend, we have this, people are, it's like a weird culture of like over asking you what's going on. Like <laughs> just even, even a, a to-go coffee, they're like, what are you specifically doing today? You know, they won't say specifically, but that's what they want to know. They're like, they're not saying, I want to go for a hike. They'll be like, really? Which hike exactly and when? <laughs> it's just weird. But anyway, it's not uh, in a way that I've grown to like, you know? Yeah. yeah. But but somebody asks you, what is CodePen? Oy, you know, because now you really do have 30 seconds. You don't have an hour. You don't have five seconds. You got more like 30, you know? Yeah. Even just, even just with your friends or family, like, you know, if, you know, when I got the job at CodePen, like, what is it? Like, why, what are you working on? Like, what, what do you sell? You know, essentially trying to understand how, how it makes money right. or like what, you know, what people really get freelance. Yeah. They get that. Yeah. They're like, oh, you make websites for other people? Sure. Oh, got it. Check. <laughs> Which we don't. Right. You know? So I use, sometimes I go with like, it's like a tool for people, for web designers and developers to, to kind of learn and share what they're doing. Sometimes we'll use the word social network because that's a little bit established at this point. Although that one's tricky because it's impossible for people not to picture Facebook and Twitter. Right. You know? Their their understanding of, of socials is very different than like more uh, web focused social. Right. So we got five minutes. Let's take this podcast to figure out five minutes for what we're going to do on YouTube. So this thing's got to open. We got to be succinct. We got to show off the best stuff and we're out. Yeah. Five minutes. So we have to, like, let's say you had to pick one thing. I mean, we can, we probably have a little bit more time than that, but like, let's start with the core thing. So we make sure we don't bury the lead or miss it. Yeah. What's the core thing? Well, before before going too deep in that, like I, th I think we need to even focus on like what the audience for this is, because you know with the product as mature as as CodePen, you know we have our existing users that have been longtime users um, that sure understand this is not for you right that this this isn't necessarily for them, um, but we do have um, people that have seen CodePen before, or like, you know, landed on, on a CodePen before, or even messed around with the, with the editor, maybe have an account, but they don't really understand how CodePen can help them. Um, and, and same with, 
people who are unfamiliar with CodePen, they've they maybe clicked over from a uh, link on Twitter and are looking at the pen editor for the first time and seeing some, you know, flashy mm-hmm. colors in the in the preview. Um, or they've just somehow landed on codepen.io without an account and they're, you know, seeing seeing all our marketing pitch there. But uh, focusing on unfamiliar with CodePen, they they don't know anything about it, or yeah. somebody who maybe has a little familiarity with it, but doesn't really use it. Right. So we're not trying to, I don't know, explain new things or or explain to our existing audience of people that are very familiar. You're out. This isn't for you. Maybe you'll watch it anyway, because sometimes people like being, you know, like watching stuff they already know. You know, yeah. I find that to be true on podcasts where they have the author of a book. The author like will just tell you all the good stuff in the book. And then if you buy the book, you're not disappointed because you just get to read all that stuff that you already liked that they said. You just get to listen. You just get to do it again. And, you know, it's almost like you prefer that, you know, anyway. But really, this is for the unfamiliar people mostly uh, uh, or the people that have just seen it a little bit and need to understand the value proposition, if I may, a little bit more. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Jetpack, the WordPress plugin for your self-hosted WordPress site. But Jetpack is has been kind of like breaking itself off. Perhaps you've noticed over the years where some of the big features that it does, something like site search, which is a tremendously good feature of Jetpack, I think, is kind of its own product. You still use the Jetpack plugin, but if you just don't want to use search at all, you don't have to, and you don't pay for it either. If you only care about search, you can buy it a la carte and then only use that feature if you want to. There's another thing that's kind of breaking itself off that actually is a separate plugin, just kind of like how Jetpack CRM is a different plugin too. This new one is called Jetpack Boost. So it's some of the uh, uh, web page performance features of Jetpack pulled out into this plugin that you can then optionally use if you want to too. So it's it's three modules for now, and I think their plan is to expand it to more things. Uh, but it does the one like the the image CDN stuff. Uh, which is which is pretty good. Um, the uh, 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 like the lazy loading of images, which is like a huge performance boost. Like you imagine a blog where there's a bunch of images like below the fold. Maybe they're in the sidebar or in the content or in the footer or anything. Those images won't load at all until they become visible. It's a native platform feature, but not all browsers support it. So this uh, does it in a smart way that leverages all that and makes sure that it works. But it's got a couple of other tricks up its sleeve. One of them that is particularly compelling is that it generates and serves critical CSS for your website. That's an idea that CSS is this blocking resource that's often loaded in the head of your document. So it's not like your HTML loads and you see that, then your CSS loads and it goes, and then it becomes a styled website. That would be a very bad user experience, right? So we put our CSS in the head, it blocks the page until it loads, but then the page loads and it just, when it loads in, your whole page is styled as you see it. Not that there can't be little janky stuff, certainly, but uh, generally that's how CSS works. Uh, critical CSS is let's not load the CSS in the head. Let's defer as as much as possible, but we'll load just the bare minimum amount of CSS that we need to right in the head of the document. So it can really like, it's like a cheat code for speeding up the rendering of your website. Uh, 
pretty clever, but it takes a lot of technology to get that right. And this plugin does that. It does a bunch of, you'll see the gears turning when you turn on that feature where it's got to calculate and figure out all the critical CSS of your site. Pretty darn compelling to reason, reason to use it. That's Jetpack Boost. Thanks for the support. Okay, okay, so there's that. Unfamiliar people. To them, what's the core feature? And to us, like, what do we need people to know what CodePen is? Right. Yeah, if you're if you're coming CodePen, like, the the core feature that most users are going to use and, and, and experience and be concerned about is the pen editor, creating a pen and, and, and all that that entails. But, you know, what, what is a so pen and it? how do we communicate that like yeah, even that's pen? even that's a word almost almost feels like you need to define what pen is because it's right. just a word we invented you know it's not an industry standard word so we do that but i think you're right we can't it's not something else right. it's the code editor and you know we'll call it the pen editor so we start being clear about our words these things that you're making we call them pens on code pen okay and and to me par- part of it is that it's because we're showing this off on YouTube, that's not automatically obvious that it's a website. Like if you were watching this video on our website, then it's like, we don't need to explain that it's a website because you're already on the website. But if you're on YouTube, maybe you don't know that. Maybe you think it's an app. Maybe you think you go to the iOS store to download it or something. It's probably worth at least a quick mention that it's a, a web thing. Right. Um, And that's relevant to me always. Like, I still think that's an interesting aspect of CodePen. It's not something you install because it means there is nothing to install, which makes it really fast. It's really easy to use because you just click a few buttons and you're going. It's not, there's no friction. There's no toil, as we sometimes say, you know, it's just very easy to get started and use. That's a, that's a value proposition. It's a code editor in the browser. Yeah. Yeah, yep. nothing nothing to really set up, nothing to install. It's just ready to go and everything's saved in the cloud. You're that's that's some benefit right there. Yep, it sure is. So there's that, but it's not just that, right? I mean, we even we even talked about so it's an online editor for what? Right. Well, really right now the the editor is solely focused on front-end code and for a lot of people, that means HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And well, do you say that then? You'd be like, "This is an HTML, CSS, and JavaScript." Well, editor. it's true, but there's so many ways to write HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, especially in CodePen. We we support a lot of different languages or processors or preprocessors, whatever you call them, that uh, get compiled into HTML, CSS, and JS. Yeah. So if you said HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, you're underselling it in a way, right? Or you're it's almost more confusing even though you're being specific because I think we know this from being the owners and proprietors of CodePen is that the well, big reason people reach for it and like it is because they can like flip on SAS really quick or flip on Babel really quick or flip on Markdown really quick. That's a, that you need to know that about CodePen because that's a, that's a reason to reach for it. Okay, so it's a web-based front end or online even we might say you know like what does do do people is web a good word web-based web-based sounds nerdy yeah i online i I think gives the connotation of like cloud saving and and cloud editor Mm. like you need that connection almost you know it's 
it's not just in the browser. It's it's online. It's online. Yeah. That matters to me a lot because of the, I think that's another value proposition that you kind of then get for free, which is that like, because it's online, I can use it anywhere. I can't lose things. I, you know, I get the benefit of things being online. You know, I think, I don't know how much you need to spell that out. Right. But I think people are understanding it more and more with something like Spotify. I don't have to like back up my MP3s to a hard drive anymore because I'm worried about losing my entire music collection. It's just like whatever. My playlists are on Spotify. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I trust them. Um, do we? Yeah. We, yeah. we like Spotify. Uh, uh, okay. So, so an online coder is focused on front end code because it really is. And I think they, that it's worth saying that because what it also says is that we're not for like your PHP or whatever. Right. Just, or C++ know, or like, you know, any other types yeah. of, of just code. Well, it's yeah. not really that it's, it's web front end code. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So front end is appropriate too. I mean, gosh, of course we like dream of future days where it's more than that, but it'll always be kind of web-based probably. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, online editor focused on front end code is pretty good. We should also be like showing off like the great things that people do on CodePen already. Right. So it's not this thing where you're isolated. It's not like, oh, I need a code editor, so I'll use CodePen. Sure, but by virtue of doing it on CodePen, you're part of this big global community of people that are already here. Yeah. They're already doing great work and you can be a part of their work and everybody's work in that you can just look at it. Every, you know, most things, you know, there is privacy and stuff. We'll get into that later, but I can look at Sarah Drasner's pen and be like, holy crap, that's beautiful that's great yeah. and i can play with it i can fork it i can just learn from it and then go off and make my own stuff so i think we in a, we have such short time five minutes it should be like sprinkled with the beautiful work of other people i think that's exciting yeah isn't it? to like be constantly seeing great work rather than seeing nothing or an empty editor yeah the the social aspect of it is is a huge benefit it, not only um you know, being able to share your code, which that's a whole thing, you know, we need to, we need to go into and all the, all the ways that that, that that works, but being able to see other people's code, being able to play with it, being able to, um, you know, try, try things out with it or learn from it, um, or just be impressed by, by the techniques and, and, and find new things to do. Um, that, that whole social network aspect of it is huge, but then sharing your code, um, you know, CodePen is, is perfect for that. It's a little encapsulated code bit that you can share, you know, Twitter, whatever, share the link. Um, or you can embed it. Um, you can add them to collections. You can, you know, there's there's all kinds of little ways that you can get your content out there for showing off or that kind of adds into the why, you know. So there's like the what, which is like this is this online code editor, it's focused on front end code. There's nothing to install. It's web-based, cloud-based, yada, yada. And maybe, so that's that's absolutely fundamental. And then there's the why that comes right after. It's like, okay, so I can do this. Why would I? And the why would I has its whole interesting thing. But maybe, I wonder if before we showed the fact that a, you, the user, can use this editor, 
I don't know if it's before or what, but we talked about how much beautiful stuff there is on CodePen. That stuff is findable. It's browsable. It's searchable. It's around. So a reason you might use CodePen, and there's you know plenty of evidence on our, in our analytics that suggests this, that people just come even logged out to find great stuff. But I wonder if you open with that or don't open with that. Are you like, look at CodePen. It's this ma- massive online hive of incredible work that's all open source for you to use. Yeah. Maybe not because it like to me that's compelling because it gives us an opportunity to show beautiful things. And in a YouTube video, it means we're not like losing people in the first 30 <laughs> seconds because they're looking at amazing pens. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I think I think you do kind of you, you lead in into that. Uh, you lead in with that a little bit because like what is CodePen? You know, if we go with like the tagline of like a social development environment where you create and share code with others showing, uh, like in that instant, you know, showing what other people have created and shared on CodePen and, and talking about, you know, being able to browse and find inspiration and then leading that into the editor of like, you know, how do you experience these things? How can you create your own? Um, and then, and then share them from there might be, might be a good approach. Yep. So what is the point of the sharing? The sharing isn't like, oh, it just happens to have a URL, so you can share it on Twitter. It's it's like, that's true, but it's also like you're sharing. You could The point of sharing is that it's for your colleagues because you're working together on something. Or you're so talented at these things that you work on CodePen because it just gives you a platform in a way. People are going to see your beautiful work and you're going to inspire comments and likes and other people sharing it for you because it's so cool. You could share it because you're trying to find out a problem or learn something. Or you're doing it on purpose because you're trying to teach somebody something. So the fact that you can make something on CodePen and put it in an embed and share it. So sharing doesn't mean one thing, right? It means... Lots of stuff. I think in a five-minute video, you can pop through those pretty quick. Because if you're showing like, oh, look, you can teach somebody with it, and you show like a screenshot of a blog post with a pen in it, you've made that point in eight seconds, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and and not forgetting to like sell the profile as like a portfolio um, as, as well, um, as far as like shareability, uh... you know? cultivating your profile mm-hmm. i think is is a is a big step for a lot of developers and and you know a nice little thing to add to a resume or send you know with with kind of a, a job posting um so that they know in a real um quick way like what you're capable of and and what kind of things you're into absolutely yeah that yeah that's cool it's like it's yeah, the, the the fact that you have a profile, we could, you know, the, the second we talk about accounts, you know, mm-hmm. it can be like, yeah, you can sign up for CodePen and then look, here's, here's Steven on CodePen. And that, I think that drives it home pretty quickly. Like, oh, I see. I have like a presence on CodePen now, you know, and that the social networking thing gets driven home with the idea of I follow you, you follow me. I find myself using that exact phrase when I describe the social network thing you know and then we'd show like yeah and then because you do that just like on any other social network when you then come back to visit codepen you're shown work by those people it's it's like you're creating this you know tailored codepen to your tastes okay but that's you know 
I can probably make it into a five minute video, but we're, yeah. we're definitely like going to start with the, the editor stuff. Yeah. What is it and why would you use it? Yeah. So timeline wise, you know, what is CodePen? CodePen is an online, how do we, how do we phrase it? An online editor focused on front end code. And while you're, even while you're saying that in the first few seconds of the video, you're looking at the editor. Probably. I don't think you're looking at like the homepage of CodePen. You're probably like looking at an incredible pen and that, you know, everything on CodePen is editable. You know, everything on CodePen is findable. Yep. So you're looking at different pens, different, different examples of it. And then, and then you're like, Hmm. And then, and then you get right into, to, to signing up. I don't know. It's not, it's not like we have an agenda here. It's not like the, the success <laughs> metric of the video is getting signups. Like that's great if it does that, but that's not our, our, our real, our real goal here is just so that anybody watching this and walking away just totally gets it. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the success metric. There is how do we how do we break down this this big complex product into you know bite size understandable um, little bit that they would be like, okay, yeah, I want to use that. I see the value in using that, and and why? Um, yeah, yeah, the value. So it's like almost like we need like a a list of value things that we need to not we need to not miss anything on that list because right. if you if you watch this video and you're done and you're like i don't understand what the value is you could you could watch the video and say i don't those value things don't matter to me i'd be like well okay but you should be able to understand why it might be valuable for somebody yeah uh and to me that's the it's that's it's very quickly getting started writing code so you're writing code and 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 it's feels good you know, it feels like you, there was no toil between getting started and doing something productive. So there's that value proposition using languages you you like to use with just so so speed, speed and satisfaction, you know. And then this big one, which I think will be driven home just by what you're looking at on the screen in the video is the real timeness of the editor. That's a big deal. Like if you're learning HTML and you're in a, some class and you're told, hey, open up an HTML editor and type some HTML. Yeah, okay, but that's not as satisfying as typing HTML and seeing it render as you type. Yeah. So that's a big value. That's a value thing and like literal value. I mean, it's not just, hey, neat. It's like it makes you learn better. Yeah. Right. Removing removing all the guesswork of just like how do I get started with HTML or CSS, like, you know, it, it, trying to explain like the, the file system or like installing an editor or, you know, worse yet, like setting up a development environment is, is just such a hurdle for, um, for new, new coders to, to get into um, so that just throwing them into a pin, they can instantly start typing and seeing the output and, and getting that kind of feedback. Yeah. So the video opens, we do a quick tagline elevator pitchy kind of thing focusing on social online code editor front, front, focused on front end code you're seeing beautiful pens and then be like what's a pen you know a pen is what we call the output of using our editor and and what that means is that you can 
write front-end code. You're seeing real-time preview of what you're writing. You're using this variety of different languages to do it. And it was so fast and easy to get set up. You know, we help you when there's problems with the code. We help you with the formatting. We just help you as much as we can. And then because you have an account on CodePen, it's saved forever. It's public. It's open source. Other people can find it and use it And for any, any reason at all. What are those reasons? Those reasons are for troubleshooting, for showing off in a portfolio kind of sense, for... Um, for all the reasons that we mentioned, you know, teaching is a big one, you know, educating people, being able to pick that up and show it off in documentation or blog posts is a, is a big use case and, and working with your colleagues to sharing it, but sharing it in kind of a, a limited scope. So there's lots of reasons to use CodePen too. Then we, and then do we dig deeper into the, the social aspects of it? Probably. Cause at this point we've explained what, the broad strokes of CodePen, and we've dug into the editor, which is the thing that we couldn't miss, the top core feature. And then the maybe the secondary core feature is the social aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, kind of upselling with with Pro at the very end. So lead, lead with general explanation, going into the editor and the, and the benefits there going into what what makes CodePen itself like a, as a social network valuable and then um and then expanding the experience with with the the extra stuff you get with pro right right the pro can be at the you know like again it's not our core thing is to sell upgrades but it's it's like important to know that like if somebody's question about CodePen is like how do they exist as a business <laughs> they might get that answer there too. And that we can kind of do them kind of rapid fire. I don't think we need to stop right. and deeply explain what asset hosting is. You almost like micro machines, man it, you know, you're like, and then with a pro account, you can upload your images, use professor mode, have unlimited embed themes, you know, <laughs> and you could, you know, so sometimes that's cool in video anyway, seeing things uh, really fast, just to remind you that there is kind of another level layer of code pen. And I'm just not that worried about that because we, it's our job. Then once you have an, a code pen account to when you're in a moment where you could benefit from a pro feature, tell you about that pro feature. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like we do perfectly at that, but that's our job, not this five minute videos job. Right. Right. Definitely just kind of surface level, like extra benefits that that you can have like if if we didn't if we didn't catch you fully like hey you can add more um at any time um is, is good i think feel like that can fit in five minutes um in a in a nice focused way yeah i think so i think so yeah yeah we will probably have to take a couple of takes on it to learn and i wonder how I, you know it's a, i think a five minute video is, has more editing than a yeah 30 minute video does. So you kind of like shoot it and then you're like, did that work? And then I think there's the, the editing aspects are like plopping in little tiny bits of like screencasts and yeah. images and such. Like we don't get that perfect during the five minutes. Oh, yeah. Mostly get the audio perfect in the five minutes and then put the video in later. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think we, we record the, the main portion and, and get that nice and, and pieced together in, in under five minutes. And then the kind of under layer of that is, is all the, the visuals that, that showcase those, 
those features. Yeah, that'd be cool. And like maybe we we'd even have we'd be screen sharing when we record the first copy so that we're like I don't know. If I think it'll the audio will feel more real if we pretend like we're doing the final video, but the final video won't be as cool, you know. It's like I'm imagining like you looking at a pen and like there's somebody typing into the editor, mm-hmm. like that's going to be too hard to do super smoothly like right in the middle of recording the first take, you know. Yeah, this will be this will be cool. It probably won't come across the podcast feed here because we do sponsors in the podcast, and <laughs> I think it'd be weird to have a what is code pen video with a sponsor wanked right into the middle of it. So that'll probably be a sponsor free video, especially <laughs> at five minutes. Yeah. yeah, five minutes, and three of them are an ad. Yeah, won't do that to you. Uh, okay, well, thanks, Stephen. I think I think we're gonna we're gonna go for this. Yeah. You know, we'll see if see if we'll see if how if we're anywhere near five minutes with this with this outline. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope it's close. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. Eight.